Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy, then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The Working Experience. 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleep. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, Yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. Y'all need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was no. living his toenails at his desk. <laughs> I can't take you anymore. I can't take you Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Matty K. And John, summer days, Matt. We're still we're still hustling hard. Oh, my God. I'm just I'm let me tell my audience right now. I am drenched with sweat. Yes. (laughs) Just drenched. That was up at 4 a.m. this morning. He did a hundred mile run. Yeah, and now he's grinding away at the desk. Grinding it out, just even my pants are soaked in sweat. <laughs> the whole thing is just soaked. All my clothes, everything, just soaked in sweat. You know, you like that, everybody. Sweat is like you ever see people when they have like the crotch sweat. Oh yeah, that's embarrassing. Like, <laughs> underarm, like underarm, okay. 
maybe around the chest or the back, it's fine. But the crotch, when the crotch starts leaking hard. Mm. Well, when the top of the pants are soaked in sweat, that's when you're really, <laughs> when you've really hit your stride. Hey, I've been there. I'm not going to lie. I've been there. These summer, uh, not to get into my um, intimate areas too, too much, but it's a lot of maintenance when you get older, keeping things dry and unchafed, unirritated, shall we say. I've got multiple sprays and powders and lotions. Yes. That yeah, I you got to break those out. I spend a lot of money on that stuff, man. I got, I, you know, I used to use baby powder. But it gets all over the bathroom. It's everywhere. Like there There's would be a big lawsuit with that, with Johnson and Johnson with the baby powder. So I think something in it with like causes cancer or something. Great. Yet another thing that causes cancer. <laughs> so I, I would leave white footprints on the carpet, you know, because I'd come out of so now I have the spray. I have uh I got gold bond spray, which is much cleaner, easier to deal with. Um, I, would, I would think that you would be, what's that, uh, is it called body axe spray with oh, like, that God. ridiculous like pheromones for men that will attract women? <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. To Guaranteed. Attract women. We really have to come out with a working experience spray. Spray. Yeah, along with the pills and uh, everything else we got going. We can have a spray that like, you know, you, you spray yourself before you go to work and then you just have a great day. You know, every, you smell like success. The working yeah. experience smells spray like of success. success. Yeah, it smells like confidence. It confidence. Uh, makes... We could have one, we could have one called Boss, right? <laughs> we have a Boss, boss spray. <laughs> boss spray, the meeting spray. You got a big meeting you're going into? Yes. Spray yes. it on. Hustle. That, hustle yeah. spray. You're always right. hustling. See, we got boss. We got hustle. Hustle just reeks of sweat. <laughs> that is. Yeah, hustle just makes you more sweaty. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Well, we're, we're talking today about, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about big shifts because of COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um and, and we're not the only people to be talking about that. But um, one thing, and, and this thought did not start with the coronavirus, but it was, you know, rethinking the five-day, or dare I say, six-day work week. And, and the idea that we actually work more now than we ever did before, which is not true. Um, I'll just start with this quote. Uh, I forget who, who said this quote. But it's the weekend is a poisoned gift from the English to humanity, <laughs> meaning like it's just the carrot, you know, that they dangle in front of you to get you yeah. to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah, you gotta, you're working for the weekends. It really is patronizing. You know, it really is. The more you think about it, it's like. I'm going to give you the privilege of working for me 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and I'll pay you, and you can have two days off. And I'm still going to always dangle the threat of layoffs. Oh, uh, yeah. Downsizing. Oh, you know, yeah. Now you're, now it's music. You're like whispering sweet nothings into yeah. my ear. Yeah. You know, it, it is really like my life is not 
you know, in my control anymore. It's completely in the control of my employer. And you're, you're so exhausted and just spent from the entire work week that you either spend your weekends curled up on the couch watching Netflix for 15 hours a day, just eating ice cream, or you're with your buddies drinking it up and then recovering the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've all been there. Um, you know, and this is to not, I mean, everybody chooses their own adventure. I mean, we've, we've all kind of bought into this uh, in one way or another. You know, it kind of brings me to mind of, uh, I was watching, um, I think I mentioned this on another podcast. It was, so I'll just keep it brief. Steve Harvey was talking about having to apologize for a joke that he told. And Jerry Seinfeld was like, why would you apologize? And he said, well, you know, I have a show and I have sponsors and this goes out on Twitter. Like right after my show ends, people are tweeting, oh, Steve Harvey just told a joke making fun of people with disabilities and now blah, blah, blah. You know, he, Steve Harvey, I would say probably makes a lot of money. He's got family feud. He's got his talk show. Yeah, he's making bank. But you know, so he's got a price to pay for that. If you want to make a lot of money, uh, there's a price to pay for that. I mean, I'm always seeing on Instagram, tap twice if you're going to be a millionaire. And I've tapped that thing probably, I don't know, 500 times. A thousand times, a million times you've tapped And I'm, it. I'm still not, I don't know, when does the check come? I don't understand right. how that works. I, oh, I'm, I even, a, I'm a sucker for all those things. Spin around three times, you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> I, I messaged the guy on Instagram. I said, I tapped this, and I'm, when, when does my check come? I never got an answer from him. But <laughs> he isn't he supposed to send me a check? I tapped it. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, what happens? Yeah, I'd like to be a millionaire. Sure. Right here. Uh, and, you know, there's always the ubiquitous. Sorry to cut you off, but I love those, like, sales tax tactics where they ask you a question that's just an obvious yes. Right. It's like, and they throw your name there, Matt. Yeah. Do you want to be a millionaire? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Now that you got, now you got them in an agreeable situation. Then you start laying it on. Well, yeah. in order to become a millionaire, you got to buy into my multiple level marketing sure. scheme. We got to yeah. buy the pills. All yeah. today, Matt, for you. $5,000 down payment for your future. This is an investment. <laughs> it's an investment. And I'm there with my checkbook out. With your check, you can't you can't write the check fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually I have to kind of lean on my family for a loan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no money in your account. And I'm like, look, it's not a pyramid scheme, okay? This is not like that other one. This is multi-level marketing. You're not hearing yeah. what I'm this saying. This one is gonna work. This is not like the herb company. <laughs> Or the weight loss pills. It's not like the water filtration <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah, mom, different. it's different. Listen, multi-level, okay? <laughs> That's all you gotta know. Um, so yeah, you know, people are, you know, nothing works more than hard work, perseverance. Uh, you know, I, I get these messages from the Motley Fool. You know who the Motley Fool is? Uh, well aware, yep. Um, and they have this thing, this stock, it's their big stock to invest in. So I'm scrolling through trying to figure out where, what the stock is, but I have to sign up for something if I want to find out 
what the stock do, do they have a good track record the motley fool are they people to listen to um they've been around for quite a while yeah they have uh, i don't know um reputation wise what you know if they're on the up and up or not i really don't know but i know that the motley fool has been around for over 10 years maybe 20 years yeah yeah um well anyway there's no sort shortage of people trying to sell you get rich quick most of them are absolutely bogus nothing really succeeds like uh you know hard work perseverance sticking to it trying new things but in terms of you know working for other people um there is a school of thought that like hey you know you're going to spend the next 50 years working for someone else making them rich and you're left with you know I don't know, these days, are you even going to have a retirement fund? I don't know. So it's sort of like, why keep, why work all, you know, 50 years to have 20 years of, of leisure and whatnot? Um, you know, if you're, if you're working 80 hours a week, when are you really doing your living? Um, oh, yeah, you're pushing it all to the end when you can't walk. Right. And, you know, it's hard, you know, you're 75 years old and maybe you're in good health and whatnot, but, it, you know, and, and then that also goes to like, is your work fulfilling? Do you enjoy your work? Or are you just, you know, unfortunately, a lot of fulfilling work doesn't pay a whole lot, you know, working for nonprofit companies and, and things like that, teaching, you know, uh, it's, it's not, you're not going to get a huge paycheck, but you enjoy what you do as opposed to working 80 hours a week and you make you know, half a million dollars a year or a million dollars. Yeah, a year, but you know, but you could make millions of dollars a year and love what you do. It's just you can. just a yes. rarity. Yes, you can. Uh, certainly, actors do it, and a lot of entertainers do it. But you know, I shouldn't say a lot. That's like hitting the lottery. Like, uh, yeah, that's you know, that that's, really is like hitting the lotto. But so this um, this article that uh, John sent me talks about kind of the evolution of the work week. And the, the whole like eight hours a day, you know, five days a week, uh, 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, that's, we tend to accept things as just being the norm. Like that's the way it's always been. And it's not uh, been the way it's always been. Like that in this article, they cite the building of a cathedral, I think in England, and you had masses of people working on it you know, different people of different craft skills. You had laborers, you had artisans, you had, you know, people did the windows, you had the people did the stone carving. And they would kind of work, you know, you didn't have a work week. You didn't have, you weren't punching a clock. You you maybe work, you know, three days that week and you, you got a lot done. And then you would not work the other four. Like a lot of people didn't work on Monday. They would, you know, Monday was not the dreaded day uh, that everybody spent half their weekend dreading. And, um, you know, it, it just, the article just kind of belies this whole notion of the, the productivity of the 40 hour work week that maybe the pandemic has forced us to focus more on being productive rather than time. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, and, and this, we inherited this 40-hour work week from, you know, the Industrial Revolution, the, the 9 to 5, which now it's really not 9 to 5 anymore. It's more like 8 to 8, 8 to 7. 
And then with, you know, with technology, I, I mean, I have friends now who are working from home that because of the COVID crisis that are working harder than they were working in the office because they're always on. They're just, just plowing through work as soon as they get up and they eat dinner and then they go back to work. Yeah, I mean, but I, how much work is there to do? Like, I don't understand. Like, there, you'd, I you'd, mean, be you'd be surprised. There are actually industries out there that are doing very well um, yeah. in, 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 the, in the crisis. I mean, obviously, if you own a restaurant and nobody's coming into the restaurant, you don't have much to do. But if you're an information worker, you, you, you'd be surprised. Well, I think then that is something that would have to be, you know, it, this is all still relatively new. I mean, it's like four months. Um, and people would, I think, have to start to regulate that because, you know, you need, and, and that's what this article is getting at. It's like, well, how much of that time is spent productively? Um, you know, there's the idea of the four hour uh, work day. There's the idea of the four day work week saying, you know, people would be more productive if they were in the office for four hours, very focused. Maybe they're there from eight to 12 and then they're done. And, you know, you'd have to, I think something that causes people stress, and I noticed it too in my job, because with education, we had to switch to online learning. You do always feel like it's present. You know, there's no like, okay, I'm at the office. It's five o'clock. I'm done. I'm going home. Don't email me. Don't call me. I'm done. I'm off the clock. You know, and I'm reading about this guy who was stuck in Hawaii. He's an investment banking guy. He was furious at his underlings for not returning his 3 a.m. email. Like, why weren't you up at 3 a.m.? Where You know, it's like, because I'm sleeping. I'm, you know, now from his perspective, it might be, you're getting paid 250 grand a year. You damn well better be up and working. And, you know, fair enough. That's your choice. Well, uh, I mean, I can, I can do you one better. The four-hour work week by yes. Tim Ferriss. Now we're talking four hours a week. Right. And during that, I would probably be productive for about two and a half, I would say. <laughs> yeah, you, you immediately, your mind starts to wander. You doodle. As yeah. soon as the clock starts and quote unquote work starts, Matt's off the rails. Well, you know, how about the 20 hour work week? You know, you go in for four hours a day. You know, again, you work from, you know, nine to one or, or 12 to four or whatever your want is. And, and you're done. You know, you, you finish and, and you go home. Even if it, if it was 20 hours a week or four hours a week, some way you would get out of that. Yeah, exactly. You, would, exactly. you would find a way to work the system. Well, there's a, a, a philosophy of water finds its own level, you know, so that, that's me. I would just, you know, keep, I'd, yeah, I'd keep like, did you get, yeah, yeah, those no, the, I did. You know, you know, those are the rules for everyone else. But for me, there's a different set of rules. Four hours is, that's a lot to ask. Um, so, you know, this article just kind of talks about how, well, first of all, the article talks about this notion of, uh, how much we say we're working more than we ever did, which is not really true. Like uh, in 1840, there was a 69 hour work week for the British industrial worker. Uh, in 2018, you know, that is less than half of that. 
so, you know, it's not really that, I guess we're, we're I, I guess it's maybe an idea of people's uh, jobs being fulfilling. You know, if, if your job is fulfilling and you enjoy doing it, the hours don't really matter that much to you. If your job is drudgery, you know, and you, you can't stand it, then four hours a week is going to seem onerous. You know, four hours a day because you don't want to do it. You know, it feels like a waste of time. So, no, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on what you're doing and whether you love it or not. I mean, you don't have to love it. You just have to not dread it. Well, even I think that is maybe setting the bar a bit low, but you're right. You're right. Hopefully, at, least, at, at base level, people don't absolutely dread going to their job. Um, again, you know, it, it's uh, a lot of people, they, they have to take a job to put food on the table. They have to take a job to pay the bills, put clothes on their kids and give them a relatively decent life, provide the basics. And they don't have a lot of time to metacognate on the fulfillment factor. It's people like us, college educated, very self-entitled, who want fulfillment all the time. They want, you know, their job should be providing them with, you know, emotional fulfillment as well as financial fulfillment. And, you know, we've talked about this before. If I were an employer, I'd kind of be like, look, I'm not, you know, you either take the job or you don't. I mean, if you don't want to do it, then I'll find somebody who does. If you do want to do it, you'll be well compensated. And, you know, if, if, oh, but I'm not, not uh, there's not multiple yoga classes offered at my work and a masseuse and a steamed latte at exactly 3 p.m., <laughs> I go off the rails. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, it seems like there's starting to be a kind of growing backlash to that, even among employees, where it's like, you know, it's work. It's called work for a reason. If you have to constantly be pampered and told why your job is fulfilling and told why there's a purpose to it, to me, there's something wrong. Like, if you're making a film and this is your dream and you want to work on films in whatever capacity you're working then you don't need anybody to do that you know you're, you're here you're making it you're doing it you're, you're doing your thing what what you enjoy if you're working as a carpenter and you enjoy that you know and you're, you're a landscape architect you don't need ping pong tables and arcade games and all this you know it's the jobs that are not fulfilling that need all that stuff. So, you know. And, and now with, you know, with COVID and remote work is everyone's learning kind of what the new normal is where, comp and we've spoken about this before, where companies are like, I've got a campus that can, you know, 5,000 people could come, but it's not safe. Half my workforce wants to work from home. Like, what is the new normal going forward? You know, are they going to have are people or half is half the workforce going to come in half the week and the other half, the other half of the week? Um, are people going to be allowed to work completely remotely? Um, you know, are these yoga classes and foosball tables and masseuses on site are going to are they going to be a thing of the past? Didn't that are I, I felt I feel like that was already waning all that stuff with like well not, not at like big tech companies so they were 
those kind of perks were for two reasons. One, to pull in the best talent because, um, you know, if you're, you're a very uh, skilled um, engineer or coder or developer, you have your choice to go to Facebook, Google, Apple. So they wanted to pull in the best talent so they would build these campuses where you could do everything. And then right. the second thing is they would pull these people in so they wouldn't leave, right? right? So they would stay on site. So if you offer free food, free dry cleaning, free daycare, free yoga, free gym, free masseuse, you can go down the list. I mean, they yeah. would have they would even have like a free psychologist to like talk to. <laughs> um, what you, why would you why would you leave the campus? Why do you even your home becomes like like a, a shanty town compared to where you work? And they would do that so people would just you know, it's like the same thing with the casinos where they, they pump in oxygen so people stay and gamble longer. I know, and there's no windows. I don't want that much attachment. I mean, that would make me feel really weird. You know, it's like you get, you know what it reminds me of? And I don't know what it's like now, but my father had a friend who uh, he worked in London. And I believe he was maybe a British citizen. And he got laid off from his job. And that meant he lost his home because the, the company paid for his home. Like it was all very tied together. And it sounds nice. But you're also in, I guess the phrase would be a gilded cage, like you're tethered to Google, you know, and, and if it's so wonderful, why do you need a psychologist? Like to what convince you that this utopia is, I mean, it, it strikes me as a dystopia. Like that's very weird to me. You know, it's like, we're going to see to all your needs. And oh it's yeah. Like, it's very, very big brother. Very 1984. Or ooh. then you could take it on the other end of the spectrum where I think it's, it's Foxconn the Chinese company that makes iPhones had to install nets on the first floor because so many employees were jumping out the windows to kill themselves. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, I'm, I am dead serious. What's the name of this company? I, I think it's Foxconn, but I could be wrong. Foxconn. Wow. That, that is seriously something you would see in a movie, like the Hunger Games or something like that, of that nature. Well, I, I, I the purge. Like, the, the upper management was like, that was the solution. All right, we'll put nets down there. It's not like, oh, let's make working conditions better. Or why are people jumping out the window to kill themselves at work? Put the nets there. It's not well, it's, not even get to the root cause of the problem. I'll also have to put on my conservative cap for a moment. Those people needed to do some serious soul searching. I mean, like, good Lord. If you're that unhappy at your job, then leave. I mean, I well, assume that's... About if, you, if you take a swan dive off and you land in the net and it saves you, how embarrassing is that? <laughs> what do you <laughs> do? Like, you just go back to work? Come and get you out of the net. All right, Ted. Yeah, this is this is the third time this week you've tried to kill yourself. Oh, do you just, do you just go back up to your computer and start working yes, again? You, just go back. you go yeah. back to your station. <laughs> Maybe it's got kind of a cathartic effect, like cycle. Like it's a release for you to to jump. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, but that I mean, is is this a job that requires education? Like, this is. 
like a I, I, I skilled labor? Like manufacturing of the iPhones. I believe it's okay. it's so it's um I, I think you have you have to be a fairly skilled worker because you're you're dealing with electronics and stuff. But you I think this is an like assembly of iPhones. Yeah, I mean like look, people go through a lot worse. I mean, you know, they they have three kids, they're a single mother, they're cleaning, you know, motel rooms. I mean, if you're thinking of killing yourself at your job, you need to, it puts me in mind of a friend of ours who had a friend who um, she was talking about, she was dissatisfied at her job and this and that. And uh, Jim said to her, well, why don't you look for another job? And she said, well, I think I'm just going to get prescribed for Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to drug myself into accepting this job. Oh, that right there is just, encapsulates like what the American mentality is. Something's ailing me and I'm going yeah. to try to suppress it with a pill. Pill. Instead of saying, okay, I can't quit my job tomorrow, but I'm in my mid twenties. I'm, I'm, I don't think she had a family at the time. Like, why don't I think about something else that would fulfill me that I may have to go back to school for get a graduate degree, whatever, or I could just, Pop a pill. I could. I could just. Oh, it's, it's much better. Much better to pop a pill, and then you can just take. It's like you're trying to jam all this stuff in a tight container that's eventually going to explode. But you're just jamming it in with the pill, and then the pill just puts like a nice little rosy. It's like spraying like dog crap with our uh, the walking experience boss spray. It yeah. might smell good for a touch, yeah. but eventually it's going to stink. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I remember hearing, you know, there, we were talking about in my graduate classes, uh, kids being prescribed for, you know, Ritalin was a drug at one point, And then, you know, kids prescribed for different medications for ADHD, blah, blah, blah. And this one psychologist said, you know, what disturbs me is that we're sort of drugging kids into submission in the education system. Not that this is so horrendously boring for anybody, any child, to sit at a desk for six hours a day and listen yeah, to a right, teacher. Right, it's like nobody's like exactly like you. You're we're, we're evolved to like move around, do things, right? Yes. So like if you're sitting there just bored out of your skull. The solution is let's drug the child, right? And kids are, if they're bored, most of them are going to misbehave or in some way, shape or form. You know, you'll have kids who, you'll have kids who will do it, you know, and unfortunately, because they've been conditioned to do it. And then you'll have kids who just can't, like, I cannot sit here for another hour. I'm freaking out. And that's why I'm misbehaving. That's why I'm throwing crayons. That's why I'm doing. So it's always like, there's something wrong with the child. It's like, well, maybe there's something wrong with the classroom. Maybe there's something wrong with the rows of desks. Maybe there's something wrong with this model. But if you look at a classroom and you look at a modern workspace, there are disturbing similarities between the two. It's scary. Yeah. Desk. You know, now you'll have a cubicle. Now you'll have your own cubicle that you can sit oh, in. Cubicle, <laughs> cubicles are coming back. I'm so happy. And it's like dome cubicles. So I can really get comfy in there. My only downside is this might limit my uh, back rubs. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only downside.
I can picture someone sitting at their computer, blissfully, you know, working on their reports and things like that. And then your head just pops up right, right behind them. How's yep. it going, Janet? And she's like, her yeah. skin starts to crawl. <laughs> right. And, and, and now because of COVID, I like drench my hands in Purell. And I like, I'm like massaging his shoulder. It's all wet with Purell. And you ask the Just, question. Hey, listen, like, I want to be safe. I want to respect your space, but I got to get my rub in. Right. And when you're sitting there with HR and you, you say, well, I just asked her if there was anything I could do for her, meaning like help her out. But in reality, it was, hello, Janet, is there anything I can <laughs> do for you? <laughs> can you imagine? Like, if you... If you had a compulsive habit of giving people rubs and just HR is constantly calling you in and you're just, you know, you're like, look, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, ease some yeah. tension. Every, yeah. every time you're coming up with an excuse and it's every week you're going in there because you're inappropriately touching people and you got a problem with the term inappropriately. Right. No, it's appropriate. There's appropriate. There's inappropriate. My my masseuse at the campus. Yeah, I'm just helping yeah. the masseuse out. Filling in. I'm just I'm filling, filling in. in. Hi Ted, how's everything with you this week? <laughs> Ted's and they like, can't really. It's no. because you, you equally do men and women. Oh, that's so, what I love. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love the gray area. <laughs> gray areas. So it's like, is Big, it sexual harassment? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I, don't, I know. don't know. Well, I'll check with my source to see if I can talk about this. But uh, someone I know very well, he, uh, his slash her boss, not even immediate boss, is currently on the hot seat, is, is being moved out because he will not stop making inappropriate comments <laughs> of a uh, of a of a vaguely either gender related um, nature or ethnically related nature. Love it. He has Love been it. multiple complaints, multiple meetings with HR. This is a so highly educated person, right? Hasn't stopped him. He has this apparently psychological tick he just can't stop doing it to the point where he could very well lose his position which is a a a essential position you would say a position that you have to really fight to get he's just being me he's yeah. he's just got to be him <laughs> that's right i'm just doing me i always love he's that do, he's doing me yeah he's doing him you know uh, so listen, the, the, as we said before, the workplace is going to change, uh, the work, the, the time people spend at work has changed. I've also read that statistic about people working more from home, which I guess from the perspective of the employer is like, well, I guess my people are more productive. I guess the downside of that would be kind of not being able to shut off. Like that laptop is always present and your your phone and you know i can picture on a saturday afternoon like oh did you happen to email that report yet and you're like no yeah you know it's it's right. saturday afternoon. No, it, it just it never turns off and there will probably i assume have to be more policies put into place kind of along the lines of what they did in france 
of like, look, this is the work time. And after a certain hour, that's done. Like no more emails, no more calls, like, you know, weekends are sacrosanct, you know, just leave people alone after a while. But you get a lot of neurotic people out there who are, you know, emailing and, and compulsively checking their email and it's hard to turn off, very hard to turn off. Yeah. And then, you know, on the flip side too, it, it's also beneficial because you have a, a, a new flexibility to your schedule. Like, do, you know, I could work at 10 PM if I want, as opposed right. to 8 AM. Um, but you're right. You do have to respect people's boundaries, not take advantage of people. Look, you just gotta, we're, we're grownups, right? You just have to, you know, you can't make it, you can't regulate it too much and you can't be too laissez-faire about it. Well, yeah, we are grownups, but people oftentimes don't particularly act like grownups. No. And well, that's, and that's saying, where the humor lies. Yes. I mean, if I, if I get up at 5 a.m. and I send somebody an email at 5.30, I can't be expecting them to email me back by 6 a.m. You know, if someone sends me an email at 11 o'clock at night, I, I'm in bed. I mean, you know, if someone emails me at 10 o'clock at night, if someone emails me at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm in bed. You know, I got to get right. my sleep. You know, they well, can't. I mean, I mean, for me, like if I'm going to contact someone or like, I will, e I, I have no problem emailing early in the morning or late at night, but I don't expect an immediate response. For texting, though, I'm always aware of what time it is. Like, I don't want to text someone too early or too late. Right. Because that I, that I feel is offensive. Like, if someone – or calling. Like, in general, I won't call anybody after 10 o'clock. Right. Unless it's a, an emergency. I won't text anyone after 10 o'clock. Um, and then I really won't text or call anyone – I want to say before seven, but now it's kind of like before 8 a.m. Yeah. Well, I would have to let all my employers know that my window is basically 10 a.m. to noon, and that's it. I yeah, can't. and it shuts. Then I'm done. <laughs> airtight. After that, it's airtight. You're not getting in. And they're like, well, we sent Matt an email at, at one in the afternoon, and he never responded. I'm like, what? I'm in bed. What are you talking about? Like you know, I said, should, like you should go back in your Google and find like an unanswered email from three years ago. <laughs> and just answer it like it came in this morning. <laughs> the person doesn't even work there anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, you know, uh, yeah, just let me get back to you on that issue there. Yeah, yeah, I, I read the report. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. It's, see, it's totally see you at lunch, Bob. Yes, yeah. and the, the report is long gone. The, it's not even a client anymore. No, <laughs> no. Hey, I need time to kick things around in the old noggin, you know. Hey, you're, you're just catching up on some yeah. old to-do list stuff. Right, right. This, this happened, it happened in 2017, so be it. Yeah, they're like, you know, uh, uh, Bob... Bob passed away last year. <laughs> his, oh. his wife gets the email oh, and you're geez. like, and you, and the email is full of like inappropriate jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So um, just to wrap it up, just to let you know, we're in a new norm. My new norm, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'm on it hardcore. After that, well, let me, let me, okay. 
and and everyone that's that's eastern standard time you know if you're in a different time zone you got to work around maddie 10 a.m to 12 p.m eastern standard and i'm probably not sitting down at my computer till about 10 15 and then quite honestly at about 11 45 i sort of start to fade out so yeah, you know, and what about your what about your multiple bathroom breaks? Well, I mean that's taken as rent. So <laughs> you got about forty five minutes a week <laughs> to uh, get into. Well, forty five minutes when, a day. That's when you're f- as much focused as someone could hope for for you. Forty five minutes a day, but I also take Fridays and Mondays off because you know. Oh yeah, of course. Gotta, I gotta I gotta recover. So let me tell you though, that, um, what's that, an hour and a half, about two hours and 15 minutes? I'm, ooh, I'm, on, I'm but, in the but zone. For today. those 2.15, you're a Ferrari. Right. You're roaring for those 2.15. 2.15 a week, 2.15 a week, not, not a day. <laughs> I mean, I'm not working in a coal mine here. Come on. All right, everybody, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, don't work too, too hard from home. Make sure you take your weekends off. But remember, don't don't just be satisfied with the weekends off. That's a crumb you're being fed by the corporate fat cats. All right. I like right. that. I like that. Yeah, like you that. you decide your work week. Darn you're right. in control. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. And uh, keep listening. Check out our website. We've got a lot of new good videos coming up. Uh, got some master class uh, podcasts, our little 10-minute podcasts that are packed full of information. I, I believe you were going to say they're going to make you a millionaire. Yes. Yeah. Just make sure you tap the screen and then I don't tap know, three this. times and click yeah. your heels. Yeah. And then in about a week, a check should come for like a million dollars. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, whether that whether that check, if we send the check, whether well, that's going to cash is neither here nor there. It's going to be postdated, <laughs> postdated to 2050 and uh, you'll be all set planning for the future. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.